of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org. Rushbeater Training and Consulting and hosted by me, the best-selling author of The Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio, which is a number one bestseller on Amazon. And if you haven't got your copy yet, you need to. You need to. That's all I can say. But, But today I have a couple of incredible guests on. From a company that a lot of people out there are very, very excited about. A lot of people, I made the mistake of letting the cat out of the bag about this podcast uh, to a select audience. And they were so excited. Like the response was was absolutely wild. And um, I got a bunch of emails. People are really, really excited. And I have Josiah. And Cameron from Palmetto State Armory in the studio. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Excited to be here, man. Let's go. Oh, let's do this. So from the top, you know, Palmetto State Armory, I think a company that has revolutionized the Second Amendment community in the United States today brought it into the modern era you have put weapons in the hands of the common man you have built some incredibly innovative products i mean you know the the jackal the jackal which is just you know burning it up right now you know that i think that is one of the coolest weapons platforms uh and and you know innovation that's been brought to the market the dagger which is just, I mean, you, you've, you've really taken that whole market by storm and, and, you know, offering an optics ready handgun for under $500. And what, what an incredible thing. But what I think is one of the coolest things that your company does and something that I was so excited for early on in its development and, and, you know, all the way up until the present, because I think you're doing some incredible things is the AK. And, you know, what one thing that was always kind of a trope about the AK and the Kalashnikov itself was that um, the American attempts to build an AK, 
to build a, a quality AK, a, what I call a serviceable AK in the United States was, you know, it had a checkered past at best. Um, you know, you had, um, other companies out there that had cut corners in manufacturing and, you know, there was a lot of issues that they had. And so American made AKs kind of had a bad name. You guys changed all of that. And in the process created some truly incredible products, including, including the AK that I think is the best kept secret of the Kalashnikov world. And it's that 13.7 inch barrel, with the key mod break for, you know, dead air suppressors. It's got an ALG trigger. It's got the triangle side folding stock, which has just got that, that hot aesthetic to it. Um, you know, and you have several models of that AK out, which is, uh, I think is probably one of the, the, the best AK uh, Klashikov packages that somebody can get if they're just getting into the market. Man. So my first question about all that, is what made you guys, you know, you, you were building AR-15s. What made you decide to get into the AK market? That really came from my brother's love for the AK platform. He, uh, when he went into the military, you know, he, he, he became, you know, he had to get used to the M16 platform because that's what they used. But uh, growing up and he had always, I remember when he left for the military, he left a thousand round case of uh, Wolf 762 by 39 with my cousin. When he came back from deployment somewhere, I don't know if it was deployment or just training, uh, half the case was gone. I remember him talking about that. So he had a real love for AKs. And um, so we started off with the AR because it's very simple, m more simple to get into, I should say, than the, than the AK. And his dream was to get into the AK market. And that's uh, kind of where it came from was his uh, early love for, for the AK platform. Yeah. And yeah. Right, go ahead, Cameron. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it exactly right. Which is, I said, you know, the thing is, is, you know, people have this like stigma out there that like building an AK is an easy thing. It's not, you know, building an AK is, is a hard gun to make. Um, you know, I mean, it takes time, you know, and a lot of money to invest in the right tooling and the, in the right fixturing and the parts, the forgings. Like, I mean, all of that is a lot of money. So, you know, I think, for, you know, Jamin in the beginning when he wanted to start doing AKs, you know, it, it's, it's, it's either all in or all out. Like there's nothing, there's nothing you can, you can't, you can't half asset. Like you gotta, if you're in, you're in. And, you know, I think, you know, like what you were saying about the evolution to where we started to where we're at now, I think you can say that we went all in, you know, I mean, we're, you know, we're in this to win it. You know, I mean, we're, we're passionate about what we do. We like what we do. And I think, you know, you can see, you know, like you were saying, some of the features and guns we're making is, is nothing's out there like that. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, you, you, you went through two generations of AK before you came out with the, the GF3, which yep. I think really revolutionized the AK in the United States. Um, in a lot of ways, because you, we like, we find ourselves in this interesting time with, with the AK market and, you know, guys that are, that are AK enthusiasts to where, um, you know, we, back in the, the mid two thousands, you could get an AK, like, like a surplus parts kit gun, super inexpensively, you know, and, and it was questionable quality, you know, yeah. to, to say the least. 
and then then all of a sudden, you know, as the AK got more popular, uh, you know, a lot of GY vets were coming back home and, you know, we saw the effectiveness of the AK up close and in, in, in a lot of ways, like, you know, being a combat effective weapon, but also it's it's very intuitive to use. Uh, it's, a, it's a very simple weapon and, and there's an appreciation for that, yep. um, you know, so. The, those evolutions of the AK, you you guys, instead of doing what most companies would do, you know, firearms companies or, or whatever company, you put out a product and like, OK, this is what we make. We're not really concerned about improving it. It just is what it is. You either buy it yeah. or you don't. And you, you didn't do any of that. You no. listened to the market. You made the improvements that that were based on the feedback, specifically the customer feedback, and really created this awesome product. Um, you know, we, starting with the GF3, then you've got the GF4, then you've got the GF5. Yep. Talk us through the differences between each of those. And, uh, you know, because I explained it to folks and, and you know, you're kind of kind of rattling off specs, but yeah. Um, the differences between each of those and what brought that the what brought each of these about yeah. i'm gonna like cameron really take mm -hmm. take this away but i just want to people get confused sometimes on just one area and i just want to make make it clear the gf3 gf4 gf5 the guts of those the trunnion carrier bolt those are all the same those are uh hammer forged quality uh the purists, what the purists, you know, want and right, rightfully so. And then it, beyond that, the GF4, it has to do with the barrel, has to do a different, and same thing with the GF5. So can't, I don't like Cameron take it, but I just want everybody to know that the internals, the guts, the GF3 people are like, oh, that's an old model. No, it's not. It's it's still current. It's got, the guts of it are hammer forge components, but good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, obviously we, like you said, we started with the GF3, right? That was like our, you know, kind of evolution into the GF3 market, right? And so um, our GF3s are all going to be, you know, standard, you know, like what Josiah said, they're all going to have the same Trunnion Bolton carrier. Um, so, the, you know, they're going to have a 4340 aircraft quality front Trunnion. Um, they'll have a Hammerforge bolt and a Hammerforge carrier. So that's your basic, like in the receiver, same thing across the board. Uh, when you get into the GF4 category, you're going to have an in-house cold hammer forge chrome line barrel that is done by PSA specifically, um, plus a nickel boron coated uh, EPT trigger. Um, and then the GF5 is the FN cold hammer forged barrel with an ALG trigger. So, you know, the main difference between the two is barrel and trigger, right? That's kind of like a nutshell between the two. Um, so it's kind of like your three tiers. Um, but then, you know, we also got our 100 series guns, which are your 100 series clone guns, um, which, you know, we have the 101 and 102, which are your 556. Five, uh, we only offer those in like the nitride barrel. So it's going to be very similar to a GF3 platform. Um, and then we have our uh, 103 and 104, which is your 762 by 39. Now we just launched a GF5 version of that with the FN Cold Hammer Forge barrel. So the, the 104 has the GF3, GF4, GF5 category with it. So you have a, a GF3 nitrided barrel, 104. You have a GF4, 104 barrel, and then you have a GF5 barrel. So we have three categories with that and the same kind of setup as our regular uh, AK platform. Um, the 103, we have two options. We have the 103 nitrided, which is our 103 GF3. And then we have our uh, 103 uh, 
FN barrel version. Um, and then we got our 105s, which is our AK-74s. Um, so those, you know, trunnions are slightly different than a 7.62. Um, the, the, the bolt is a thin stem bolt. Um, the carrier is different. But again, it has the same 4340 trunnion material. Same bolt is the hammer forge, same hammer forge carrier. Um, and then you got our AK-74s, which is the, you know, the 16-inch the rifle length version of that. That's going to have the same thin stem bolt, uh, hammer forge trunnion, hammer forge bolt, hammer forge carrier. Um, and then, you know, but based off of that, you know, we, you can kind of see the evolution and we can get into it a little bit more as we go on here. But, you know, we basically took the guts of those platforms and it revolutionized it into multiple different SKUs. You know, right now on our website, I believe we have 562 different AK SKUs on our website. Yeah. And we just added two more today. So like, oh, I mean, man. It's it's overwhelming, you know, and and yeah, um, yeah, it's it, it can get confusing a little bit, but you know, yeah. part of it is is we're we're trying to give the customer what they want, right? And that's kind of right. something you touch base on, like you know, I when I you know started taking over the AK side a few years ago, like I just went in just like the company did, like Jamin did, like I was in in, in like all encompassing AK, so like I was watching everything on social media, Facebook groups, Instagram, you know, yeah. all over the place, the forums, everything. Like I'm watching what customers are doing to their guns, and I'm like, well, crap! Like someone's buying our 16 inch GF3, sending it out, getting it chopped, recrowned, rethreaded, and getting a pin and welded. And I'm like, well, why don't we just make it here and send it, sell yeah. it like it is, so the customer can just buy it out of the box and it's the way that they want it, you know? And that's kind of how we, you know, went into the 14 sevens, the 13 sevens. The pistols, different rail options, different muzzle brake options, you know, the whole whole shebang was just because we're watching, you know, what people are doing. We're taking customer feedback. We just had a guy yesterday was like, hey, you don't have a 74 furniture ready kit on your website. I really want a 74 furniture ready kit. So I'm like, okay, done. It'll be up on the website on Monday. You know, so that's another skew, right? But that's like awesome. we're just trying to give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, and and you guys are are just stocking it out of the park in spades one of the the hottest ak variants out there and i i think it's so fascinating um is is the type 56 spiker you know you guys have built a uh completely accurate recon really recon uh bring it you, you know uh how what do i want to say here uh you you have recreated there we go. Yep. Recreation. I want to say reconstruction, but a recreation <laughs> of one of the most classic AKs I think was, you know, ever on, on the market. Yeah. Um, you know, type 56s are, uh, you know, kind of like having a, a classic Harley or, you know, a classic yeah. watch, you know, it, it's, um, you know, it, it, it has an aesthetic all its own yep. that, that a lot of people are appreciating. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think that that kind of answers the, the question itself. But, you know, posing it to, to y'all, because that's not the only classic AK or classic yes. styled AK that you've brought out. You have several others. You have you have a whole lineup of uh, what were originally parts kits guns, yep. uh, the, the Romanian and the Russian. Uh, yep. You also have some some Russian models as well, which which are using, uh, if I remember right, it's Tula. That, yeah. That uh, yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're tool of kits that we're doing based off of our GF5 platform. So, right. So oh, we talked about a little bit ago. So it's a GF5, Hammer Forge, FM Barrel, ALG Trigger, you know, all that. Um, but, you know, we're 
yeah, the kit guns are, are fun too. You know, that's a, you know, a nightmare for me on the manufacturing side, because it's like, you know, it's not mass, you know, they're not ma like mass producible. You can't mass produce a kit gun, right? You got to take your yeah. time. So we have a separate kind of section that with a couple guys that just do kit guns all day long. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we go through, we refinish everything on the gun too, out of the parts kit. So, you know, when the customer gets the gun, it, it essentially looks brand new. You know, we're bringing it back to life. We're sandblasting the dust covers, the gas tubes, the safeties, like, I mean, everything. And everything is getting a fresh coat of paint on it. So it looks brand new. Like, you know, it's pretty much bringing the gun back to life. Man, that's that's awesome. You know, and, and that has an aesthetic all its own. Yep. But that, that Type 56 Spiker, that is... Uh, you know, the, the and, and it's called the Spiker. So for anybody listening to this, you, you can pull the, the weapon up and look at it. I mean, it has the, the classic folding spike bayonet, uh, which was unique to that platform. Um, you know, it, originally the Type 56 was a Chinese designed uh, kind of their take on the AK. And it had some unique features, including that that spike bayonet. And you guys completely recreated that. Yep. And what prompted that model over some others that that you know are also iconic? Um, you know, like like the uh, the AMD sixty five, for example, we were talking about just before we came on air, which is you know one of my favorite AKs of all yep. time. Um, what prompted the Type fifty six over the others? Because I would think that that one would be one of the more difficult ones to do. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely is a difficult gun to do. I mean, it's not an easy gun to make. I mean, those there's a lot of effort that goes into that gun to get it, you know, in the production and out of the shop, you know, especially the R&D side of things. But, I mean, I mean, I, Josiah can touch base on this, but, Jam you know, Jamin, you know, his brother is obsessed with the Spiker. I mean, that's really what it came down to. Like, <laughs> that's his, like, thing. Like, he like he was gun hose. Like, we're not going to stop until we make a Spiker. Like, that's our thing. And so, you know, I mean, and that's kind of where it came from, you know. you. You know, there's so many other AKs, you know, we can touch base on in the future of like what's coming this year and all that good stuff. But, you know, the Spiker was a big deal for him. Like that's like his that was like his baby. In other words, like that's he loves it. I mean, he loves the Spiker. once he gets something in his mind until it's finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like a little he's, he's, yeah, it's, it's constantly going day and night. His mind never stops. I get uh, phone calls and texts, you know, Cameron does too at like 11, 12 o'clock at night, you know, when. He's supposed to be in bed. We can't call him, but then all of a sudden you get a phone call or text message. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, there's hey. so many times where we see something on like social media or something out there, or we we come up with an idea and it's like nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, and it's like just sending screenshots back and forth. Like, oh, oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do this. And then two days, like we just came out with the 103K, right? So you know we've been making 103s for a year and a half, two years now, and you know people are like posting their 103Ks that they're you know chopping the barrel down, making it a 103K. Wait, wait, well. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. AK 103K. Yeah. You you have that out now. Yeah, yeah, it's on the website. It's for sale right what? now. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I have not seen this. this yeah. Is new to me. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so but what happened was it was like we were talking, it was like 10 o'clock at night. It's like, oh, I saw this. Like, this looks good. We can do this. I'm right. And I'm like, yeah, we can do it. And so then the next day I go in there, I get there early. So I go in there, I put one together, I show him, I'm like, hey, here you go. Here's a 103K. He's like, well, let's do it. So that's kind of how it just happens. It just mm -hmm. snowballs and we just make it happen. But yeah, so we launched the 103K last week. Um, we got the 74K, which is a 74 version of it. Same exact thing, but 74, 545. That's in, that's up on the website right now. Um, I mean, yeah, if you click on our website and go to the 100 series and click on 103, you'll see a little thumbnail that says 103K. 
Mm-hmm. I just pulled this thing up. I am yeah. ordering one. As, yeah. soon, <laughs> as soon as this podcast is over, I've ordered. I'm putting it in I'm, order. I, I I'm have this. It right now. It feels different. I mean, it just like I oh, know yeah. it. Like, yeah. and people are going to be like, "Oh, it's not that different." I'm like, I'm telling you, put it in your hand and go shoot it. It just feels different. That's that's true. I mean, one of the uh, one of the back and forths in the the AK community is um you know placement of that front sight post so you know where is it some guys like yep. like that combination gas block and, yep. and front yep. sight post um i have one ak that i've had for about a decade now that had that mod it was you know that that um the k mod where you know you're you're cutting it yep. um yep. you're chopping the barrel and pinning and welding and, yep. and you know pressing it that's the uh the amd 65 mod because that yep. is the amd 65 yeah yep. and uh i always thought that that was one of the it was like it was very fast handling um but the balance was right on yep. the front end like the, the yeah no 100 that that 103k the way it feels in your hand it just feels different. And like, you know, the guys yeah. in the shop, when we first did it, they're like, yeah, but it's just a 103. I'm like, no, I'm like, feel it. And the minute they put it up to the yeah. shoulder and look down, they're like, holy shit. Like, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, I, I, I'm, I'm not kidding, man. I'm, I'm ordering one. As soon as, yeah. as soon as yeah. we're, you know, the podcast is up, man, I'm, I'm putting that credit card information in. I'm, I'm having one of these. Yeah. Um, it, that's huge. That is yeah. huge. Yeah. It's cool. Um, yeah. Because, you know the, the type 56 is i always miss the like i'll get the announcement that they're back in stock then i'll miss it I'm yep. like, dang four miss o'clock it, you, know? you gotta be on at four o'clock man four o'clock's the hot, <laughs> hot, hot time anytime there's a hot product, every time that there's a hot product that's out there that is selling out and you can't get to it fast enough you hawk that website at four o'clock and you hit refresh and it'll be in stock oh man dude yes yes but the good thing though the ak 103k is a little, little known secret so it is i mean we, so we do things yeah. like that all the time right but there's not like a huge announcement like you know things like that because it's it's based you know we're basing it off of the regular platform right and so like we'll post right. it in our facebook groups and like to our people that follow us and things like that so we'll post it in there but you know again you know it's we we do this literally like three or four times a week we come up with a crazy skew configuration we're like yeah let's run you know yeah yeah it, it oh Oh, I love it. I love it so much, man. This is like And that that's a beauty of the of where we were years ago to where we are now is to be able to look at consumer demand, look at a suggestion on a forum or on Facebook and then build it within a week. It's pretty cool when when yeah. when you're making the parts yourself and you're vertically integrated. Yeah. You, yeah. It it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. For sure, man. For sure. It well, it you know, it's fun <coughs> from my end. I, I can't, I can't imagine how much fun you guys are having. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to a point. Yeah, to, yeah, it is. But still then when, when then you realize you got to make it all, and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. keep my mouth shut for the next week. <laughs> right? Yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and during the whole yeah. process, like, yeah, I mean, I love it, man. I mean, this is, I, I love, I love doing it. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's fun yeah. to deal with it and, and play and like have fun. It's like, oh, you know, let's try this. And it works. Yeah. You know, like Monday, so, we got a, we got a new AK coming on Monday. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. We'll keep that one under wraps because I'm sure that you want to unveil it at a certain trade show that's coming. Oh, up. no, I don't give a crap. 
we got a, so so we're launching a five five six adjustable gas block AK on on Monday. Um, nice. Yeah, that's the plan. Monday now it might be Tuesday, but that's our plan. So it's it's going to be an adjustable gas block. It's going to be based off of our AKM pattern, but it's going to take rock and lock five five six mags. Um, but it's half by twenty eight threads. It's got an adjustable gas block on there for a suppressor. You know, just just yep. it. Um, we also did it where we pushed the front side on just a hair further, so you have a really nice shoulder for suppressor mounting and everything. So like, it's ready to go. Man, ooh, that's gonna be, that's um, that's gonna be a hot commodity. Yep. Uh, I think that that's gonna be a very hot commodity because there's a lot of guys that um, I know from my interactions. There's a lot of dudes that that are like. You know, I, I really want to get into the AK platform to train on it. And, you know, yep. I've got this mountain of 5.56 back yeah, here. Absolutely. I've been an AR guy for so long. And it's yeah. like, I get it. You know, streamlining calibers, I totally get it. Yep. Totally get it. Yeah. And um, a 5.56 AK has a number of advantages anyway. I mean, yeah. you know, recoil 100%. mitigation. 100%. Um, you know, it's 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 just a, it's, it's cool to have options. Um shifting gears just a little bit but still related to all this is talking about barrels yeah you know um there's kind of an interesting conversation that occurs in you know the firearms community in general between you know barrel making processes uh you know the the chrome lined versus nitrided barrels um you know the differences that you're going to experience there um i have my opinions on it um I don't necessarily think that there's a lot to be gained by chrome lining, but that's, you know, that's, that's kind of my opinion. Uh, I think, you know, the, the nitriding process is, is uh, really an incredible one and a modernization. I mean, the the reason that, that a lot of guys, at least from my end uh, say that chrome lining is a cold standard is because we've chrome lined barrels for a very long time before the nitriding process was a thing. Um, But, you know, again, as weapons manufacturers and a company that has a barrel making division in house, you know, you you turn all these out um, and and do a heck of a good job at it. Between chrome lining and nitriding, what is the the tangible difference there that the, you know, the, at the street level, what, what the shooter is going to experience between longevity of the barrel, accuracy, and, and all of that stuff. Um, and, and you know, w- what difference are they going to experience? You want me to go? You got it. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll touch briefly. You can expand on what I say. But um, as far as, you know, the, the Cold Hammer Forge crumb line, um, you know, that's, you know, with the militaries, if you uh, – countries have used stuff and it's been the gold standard and uh, the uh you know for sustained full auto yeah i mean it, the, the cold hammer forging process you know is you know what you would want um but now chrome lining versus nitriding um uh, with modern technology when nitriding is done right i mean if you just scope that barrel out you know the 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 chrome lining and again this is the great debate um but when you actually look at it, it the chrome lining it's it's not nine percent of the time. It's not even. It's not. It has some inconsistencies in it. But when nitriding, uh, nitriding is done correctly, you open it up. It's even. It's perfect, and it's you're going to get uh, better accuracy out of a properly done nitride barrel. Now that's not to say I have plenty of cold hammer forged chrome line. I'm 
you know, bigger into ARs, it does make case. But uh, when Cold Hammer Forge, Chrome Line, Barrel, I do like like them. I mean, they're great for especially when having fun with binary trigger. I'm not, you know, rich enough to have some, to have a lot, of, you know, full auto stuff. But uh, I do have them. But a nitride for your typical, for your, the common man who's going to, you know, be out there shooting and having fun. The nitriding, in my opinion, is is good. Um, yeah. It's personal preference. So to be more accurate for the original, a lot of guys want to go for the Cold Hammer, Cold Hammer Forge Chrome line. That's why we offer it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree with Josiah said one one second. You know, I I, I get asked you know a lot of on on our groups and stuff. People are just like, oh, what do I get? You know, you got a GF three or a GF five, right? Like, okay, you got a nitride barrel versus a cold hammer forge barrel, and you know they always ask for advice, and you know you can go either way with it, right? You know, but in my personal opinion, right, like which is I I ask the customer all the time, are you going to shoot corrosive ammo? Are you going to shoot them? Are you going to shoot? Are you going to turn it into a full auto and shoot it like a machine gun? Right. Or are you, you're going to, are you going to run 10, 20,000 rounds a year through your gun? Right. Those are some of the questions I ask. And if they say, well, you know, yeah, no, probably not. And all this stuff, I'm just going to go plink and have fun. Well then get the nitride barrel. Right. Like all the time, in my opinion, I've had more success. I'm not the greatest shooter in the world. I don't claim to be, but I had more success accurately wise shooting a nitride barrel than I had a cold hammer forge barrel. And I think some people will, you know, you can, you know, make that that question and answer that question, especially on some of our, you know, AK side is if you shoot a GF3 barrel, you're probably going to get a better group than you do with some of the cold hammer forge chrome line barrels. But again, it's like what Josiah said, it's the nitriding process. It's that slick coating. Then you pick up the barrel, it's like glass looking down it. You don't always see that consistency on a cold hammer forge chrome line barrel. But again, you know, it's, you know, I understand why people want it. And I think that it has value. And I think if you say, hey, I got a cold hammer forged barrel, it's like, hey, it's going to last me to the end of time. Like, I'm not going to have to worry about it. Like, it's all good. Yeah, that's cool. You know, especially like, hey, I got corrosive 762 by 39 ammo. Like, I don't want to have to worry about washing my gun out every single time after I shoot it. Wouldn't get the chrome line version, right? That's why we make it, right? But, but again, I think that there is a healthy debate about it. But, you know, the modern technology with the nitriding and the way it is, I don't, you know. Yeah. I mean, I own both. Like I literally, it's probably 50, 50, like half the guns I own are Chrome line, half the guns I own are nitride. I mean, it's just split right down the middle. Yeah. It's, it's same for me. And, and with the, the modernization of the barrel making process, yeah. um, especially in the AK world, you know, like um, the, the, the whole thing about uh, firing full auto and, and, you know, wanting that cold hammer forged Chrome line, Hey, you know, yeah, that's that it is the gold standard for that because it's been around for for yep. so long, but just like you said, I don't think personally that you're you're giving up anything yep. um by having a nitrided barrel and yeah. you know, I'll I'll be blunt, it, it is more accurate. And you know, mm -hmm. nitrided barrel especially out of the AK is more yep. accurate. Yep. Um so <laughs> it, it's uh that, that's just the way that I see it. My experience, you know, having a lot of trigger time behind the platform itself and a lot of different variants of it, um, you know, it it is it is what it is. You know, yeah. it, it, it just is what it is. But I wanted to ask that question because that is one that that I see most common, um, you know, between like and you see that in the AR world with barrels. You see that in the AK world with barrels now. Uh, really because of y'all, because, you know, prior to that, 
the barrel market on the AK was kind of slim pickings. Yeah. Really, you know, you didn't mm-hmm. really have, you had Milserp stuff or you had, you know, one or two domestic manufacturers that, you know, the profit margin wasn't there. So they weren't really building the best products in the world, you know, and, and it, it got a, a dogged reputation because of that. And, and again, you know, y'all changed all of that. Um, you know, and, and uh, that's so cool. That is so cool. And, and that, that answer, I think, is going to be very helpful for the shooting community out there. Um, shifting gears, you know, we've been talking about the AK. And really, um, because it, it's, it's a, an affinity of mine, as it is for you. Yep. And uh, that, that's why it's, it's so cool to talk AKs. Yeah. But some of the other products that y'all have. Uh, that, that I think, you know, we mentioned the Jackal yep. early on, um, the dagger, the PSA dagger, which I think is, is a game changer for yep. the personal defense market, having an optics ready handgun that is compatible with many Glock components. So you're talking about the, the most common handgun in the world and you're putting out a product that is compatible, you know, has magazine compatibility mm-hmm. with it. Uh, you already have familiarity. A lot of a lot of trigger pullers already have familiarity with the platform. Um, specifically, Gen, Gen three as well. Just want to add that. Specifically, in there. yeah. Specific, you know, Gen Gen three, in my opinion, was the best generation of Glock. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, we all have our opinions. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you, you guys being able to to produce a handgun, a high quality personal defense handgun at you know, that is optics ready because many red dot on a handgun, it's here to stay. It, you know, it, that it's not a fad. It, nope. you know, it, it, it's just like putting optics on a rifle. It just makes too much sense. You know, yep. you're, you're effective. You're streamlining the aiming process, the, the whole sight acquire fire. Right. Um, what made you guys uh, jump into the handgun world and, you know, go into that and say, Hey, we can build this, we can do this and we're going to do it. And then, you know, in in typical PSA fashion, you bring this product out, you flood the market with it. And you know, the rest is history. Now, now it is what it is. What led you guys to, to, you know, depart from what you already were building and jump into this whole new realm. It wasn't a departure. So it was, so you had, all right, so what we're doing over here, ARs, AKs, it was an addition. Uh, my brother wants to be able to get, going back to, you know, he wants to be able to get affordable firearms that are really good quality into the hands of freedom-loving Americans who, you know, a lot of times live paycheck to paycheck. And I believe that was the motivating factor behind the dagger was getting a quality firearm out there that everybody can afford. And uh, I never suspected that, you know, you know, every single one having the optics cut on it. The prices that we offer with these bundle deals, like an AK and a dagger for like 900 bucks, an AR and a dagger, you know, it, it's, it really stems from his, uh, his desire uh, to get affordable firearm in the hands of every, uh, you know, American who wanted one. And uh, we can't talk much about SHOT Show, but you'll see some really cool stuff yeah. coming out of SHOT yeah. Show too. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, just to touch base on what Josiah said, I mean, I've, you know, me and Josiah talked about this the other day, like, you know, our job's to build freedom. You know, that's what we do. 
That's what we do. We, we build freedom every day. That's what we do. And, you know, our, the guys in the shops, they, they, they preach it, they live by it. You know, they, you know, you walk around your PSA and the guys are carrying daggers, right? Like they care about the product. They care about what we do. They, they really truly, you know, are bought into the company. And, you know, I think, you know, the success of the dagger, I think kind of stems from like the business mindset that, you know, the company has, and it's, you know, getting the gun into the common man's hand, like Josiah said, you know, I mean, and, but we also want it to be, you know, we had a lot of success on the AR side because we did like build your own, like it's, you make it your own, right? Oh, I'm gonna buy this lower. Well, I'm gonna buy this upper. I'm gonna buy this build kit and trick this out, do this, do that. Well, we implemented that onto the AK side, you know, with all the SKUs. Now we're, we did it onto the dagger side, right? Like, you know, there's no other company out there in the handgun market that is giving you the options that you can get out of the box on our from the dagger platform in the entire United States. You know, the way that they do it, it's a build your own gun now, right? Like, you know, people maybe in the past didn't feel comfortable with it, like trying to build your own and do your own handgun stuff. But now we made it affordable, quality and out to the consumer, right? Like, I mean, that you could, there's probably 500 different slides on our website with different barrel configurations, different cuts, different, you know, Gucci, uh, you know, like it's, it's all over the place and it's really trying to help, you know, the customer. It's like, well, I want this frame that's FDE, but I want an OD green slide. That's an RMR cut. Right. And so, and all they do is click it together and it's gone. It's ready to go. You know, it's about giving the customer the ability to do it themselves, help learn about the gun a little bit at the same time and, and get it into the hands get it out to everybody. You know, I mean, that's that's the goal. Those Gucci pistols that used to cost fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars. Now you can get the, the the PSA slide with the SW one, two, three. Four. Even up to four now cuts. <laughs> yeah, we have a really kick ass barrel in there. You know, you can pick your own barrel, um, you know, as far as frame, you pick whatever colors you want to and stuff. That comes going to me, you know, all tricked out might cost you five, six hundred bucks. Yeah. Versus what it used to be able to at the same level of quality is pretty amazing. Yeah. It's fun. For sure. Yeah, for sure. No, it is. I mean, I, I like uh, Patriot Man. He he recently acquired a dagger and uh, for review. And, and I'm really, really excited to get my hands on it when he comes down here for class in, in a month. And um, it you know, I, I'm excited to get my hands on one as well. I've had some more uh, uh, pressing firearms stuff that I've, I've had to take care of before that. But, you know, I want one. I'm a, a big fan of that. And uh, your whole company philosophy, you know, just as you pointed out, what an incredible standpoint to have in a breath of fresh air, too, mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm not going to mention other companies, but they, there are other firearms companies that are based in other parts of the United States that they build, they build weapons, but they, they kind of tap dance around, you know, the reality of, Hey, we're putting weapons in the hands of the armed American citizen. Yep. yep. You know? 100%. And the fact that, that y'all are out there, you make absolutely zero bones about it. Yes, that is what we're doing. We're here to do that. We're here to arm you because that is the basis for freedom in the United States. That That is, I, I think it's incredible, man. Yeah. Listen, we got a sign in the shop that says we build freedom. Like, legit. Like, hanging up in the shop. Like, that's what we do. 
that's yeah. right, man. That's right. And and yeah. you do. Yeah. You do you 100% do. I mean, I have a lot of students who cycle through every year, you know, and and you know, every class when I get, you know, 15, 20 people coming to class and they're using PSA products. You know, mm-hmm. the overwhelming majority of them are coming in, they're using PSA products and that oh. tells me a lot. But, you know, these are these are all people who know what they're training for. You know, they know what they're about. They're there to to get that those skills for for uncertain times. Right. They want to protect their homes. They want to protect their families. They want to protect their communities. And they they put a premium on the training. They put a premium on their weapons. And that that's it's such a huge thing, man. It it, and and it's uh, it's really validation that your your mission set is is really at the forefront and you're doing it you know you're mm-hmm. accomplishing your goal you're accomplishing your mission and i think you're doing it in spades uh the jackal the psa jackal this weapon which i think is is so cool i mean you know we i was i i was um I was towards the end of my time in the army when uh, some of the next gen rifles were coming in. I got some trigger time on the scar, which, uh, you know, was, was a next gen weapon. Um, you know, the, the ACR was, was kind of its competitor. Um, you know, and, and, you know, there's, there's a bunch of these quote unquote next gen weapons out there. But uh, the ones that eventually did make it to market, because not all of them did, the ones that did make it to market in, in the civilian world, a lot of times left some things to be desired, um, especially considering their high price point. Yep. They had a high price point, you mm-hmm. know, universally. Uh, some of them were more complicated than others. Some of them had, you know, some some issues. Uh, yep. The SCAR had, had several issues with it early on. It had some teething issues. And y'all are bringing out the Jackal, which is, you know, a, a next gen um, folding stock, you know, got the, well, folding arm brace right now. Um, you know, it, it's, we, we, let's be specific on the terminology, uh, but fo- folding arm brace. But, you know, if, if, if you were to SBR it, you know, yep. so there you go. Uh, legally, I'll contact the legal department about it. Uh, but uh, no, no, no. But but in all seriousness, you know, you, you have a truck gun that is uh, compact, yep. highly effective, pistol uh, piston driven, adjustable gas piston on it. Um, really, really a neat weapons platform. And you know, for folks that don't know anything about the manufacturing industry in general, it doesn't matter what the product is. Product development takes a huge amount of time. It's very, very expensive. And a lot of companies out there would just rather be comfortable. Hey, look, this is what we build. This is what we're going to build. We're not going to innovate at all. This this is just what we're doing. And that's fine. But y'all stepped out of the the box and said, hey, we're going to build a next gen rifle. Yeah, we're going to build we're going to build a jackal. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, brought it to market. And, and it kind of reminded me of a, another company's uh, PDW, who, I'm, you know, I, I don't name other companies, but uh, a little over a decade ago, they designed a, a personal defense weapon that was marketed to uh, special operations and secret service and all that. 
and you know, the jackal conversations I've had with people, they say, Oh, that, that kind of reminds me of that. And that was, that's one of the cool factors behind that, mm-hmm. that weapon. Um, what was your motivation for bringing this product to market? And, uh, you know, some of the, the design implementations, which are, are unique to it. Um, just, just tell us a little bit about it. Just how you want me to go? Yeah, you go, Cameron. All right. So, I mean, first of all, I want to touch base on like the what you said about companies just making the same stuff every day. Like you'll see what's coming at SHOT Show and you will see that PSA is going to be leading the charge. I promise you. We are going to be pushing the envelope to give the customers what they want, even though they don't know what they want right now. And that is our focus going into 2023 is you can't, yeah, you can make ARs all day long, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do to differentiate you from the next person? Right. And so we're, but we're also tying it into who we are. We're trying to build guns for the common man. So to touch base on the Jackal, we built that off of an AR 15 standard lower. Like we didn't make it off of a proprietary, you know, lower or anything like that. It's an AR 15 lower. That was the number one thing that was the goal in mind was how do we make it work with an AR 15 lower? That's what we want. Right. And so again, the build it your own stuff, like the, the mindset that we have, you, you have to be able to have that modularity to it. And so we have that AR-15 lower so people can just buy the upper now, right? So they don't have to buy the whole lower. They don't have to buy the complete firearm, right? You could just buy the upper, put it on a lower you have at your house, buy the the adapter and the, the buffer, put it on. Like it, it comes, everything's ready to go. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the Jackal, it, it's a fun gun. It's reliable. It's fun to shoot. You know, the 300 Blackout, we came out with a couple of, about a month and a half ago now. Um, you can tell, especially from our side, when a gun is good, you see other companies making accessories for it, right? So that's what's happening now with the Jackal is people are making parts to go on a Jackal that's not PSA affiliated, right? And that's a cool mm-hmm. thing to see, right? And so like, you know, everyone makes an AR-15 now, right? Everyone does. That's like a, everyone can make an AR-15. But what are you going to do to push the envelope? And I feel like we've done that with the Jackal. And some of the stuff you see based around the Jackal at SHOT Show you're going to be like, holy shit. Like, this is awesome. Like, this is like, you know, we got a lot of, we got a lot of cool stuff based off that platform coming on the Jackal. You know, we, we feel like we got it pretty dialed in on the five, five, six. We got it dialed in on 300. Well now what, right? What's next. And so like, what other calibers can we do? What other platforms can we do? How do we make the Jackal cool? Like, how do we do like a customized Jackal off to the side while we do our other premium stuff? Like, how do we come up with little cool accessories like this that I had in my pocket that I didn't know until I sat down, you know, extended charging, you know, right? Like, I mean, we got all kinds of cool things coming, you know, and and like, like you said, you know, the Jackal is a really fun gun to shoot, Um, you know, adjustable gas, suppressor stuff. I mean, you know, we'll have some really, really cool Jackal stuff at SHOT Show. There's going to be a big section of guns. I think there's probably about eight different types of Jackals going to be at SHOT Show this year. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of cool stuff, man. So, yeah. I, I am personally very excited to see the developments of that weapons platform specifically. Oh, yeah. Because they, there's – not asking you to let the cat out of the bag yeah. on anything. For sure. For sure. I, I can't wait to see it, but there's – there is there's a lot of room to run with innovation 
with yeah. that platform. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, we talked about the AK earlier. It's like, okay, we dial in. Okay, we have dialed in right now how this stuff works, right? So we did a lot of R&D on the 5.56 side. It took us a little bit longer than we wanted to get it to market, but we wanted to make sure we got the right gun the first time, like out to market, ready to go, right? So now we know, like we learned a lot of things in that process, right? Well, now we can take that information and now implement it across other calibers and other types of firearms that we make currently, but make them based off the Jackal platform. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Same thing with the pistols. There's some pretty yeah. cool stuff coming. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff at shot. Show coming. <laughs> yeah. I think that, honest to God, honest to God, I've been with the company for almost seven years now, right? Josiah's longer than me, right? He's from the beginning. A little bit, but for seven years now, right? Every time SHOT Show happens, we usually like, you know, are teasing stuff before SHOT Show. We're doing things, we're doing all this stuff, right? And we've done a couple of that a little bit kind of going into SHOT Show. You know, like I told you about the 5.56 AKM, we could have waited, you know, things like that. This year, we are keeping a ton of stuff under wraps until SHOT Show. It's like a ton of stuff, more so than I've ever seen in seven years you know, like I honestly truly to feel God, I know I'm a PSA guy, so I'm like, okay, call me a PSA homer, right? But I truly feel like some of the stuff you see at Shot Show, you're gonna be like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And even even the it kept so tight lipped that employees who are going to Shot Show found out today. Yes, yes, in our Shot Show meeting. Yes, yeah, yes. there was a, a very select. We had a Shot Show meeting and. Uh, mm-hmm. There was only a select few people that knew about a bunch yeah. of these guns. They kept it that tight lipped. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. We've, uh, we've hired, we've done a lot of my brother, my brother uh, and some couple of the other owners uh, have done a lot of hiring and vetting of really good engineers yeah. um, to uh, as far as the R and D process, as far as QC process, hiring a lot of different people to, uh, to push, these ideas that my brother has and current platforms expanding on them and developing new platforms. We spent a lot of money. Um, like we talked about with R and D when other companies weren't doing R and D we were doing it. We were taking a chance. People thought, Hey, shoot, an assault weapons bands coming. My brother's like, screw it. We're going to keep coming out with new guns, brace, uh, possible brace issues. Ah, screw it. Let's just keep making them. We'll, we'll keep stocking them. them too. Um, and, uh, there's going to be new platforms coming out and, uh, he's not stopping. Yep. It's only continuing. There's yeah. stuff that he's got plans for years. You should see some whiteboards that I've seen with ideas. Can't talk about it, but it's pretty crazy. His mind never stops. Yeah. Man, you know, like that—that that is, it. it's words of encouragement like that, like what you just pointed out, that everybody in the firearms community needs to hear. You know, yep. it doesn't matter, you know, if, if, the guys that buy all the Gucci gear and, and take selfies with it on like that end, or, you know, the, the guys who, who are actually out training with their gear, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and everybody in between. And really even like a, a lot of folks who aren't uh, traditional, what you'd call gun guys. Yeah. But they yeah. are, you know, and, and they don't, you know, they're not out there like getting involved in the training industry or any of that stuff. Yeah but they are just concerned about the direction that their country is headed in. Yep. And there's a lot of things, there's a lot of draconian laws that are getting passed. You know, we past two years, we watched society in the United States. We used to pride ourselves saying, you know, we're a free country, we're free society, all this. Right. 
And all of a sudden you had people saying, oh, well, you, you got to wear masks everywhere you go. You know, oh, you have to you have to do this. You have to do that. And it, we had this regardless of, of like any of the other implications of, of, you know, public health measures or any of that stuff. We saw people going way above board on that. And there was a strong correlation between people who went way above board on that and people who have zero issue whatsoever erasing all of our freedoms, not just the Second Amendment, but the First Amendment. Look at the Twitter files like they 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 want to silence you. They want to segregate you. You know, they want to castigate you, disarm you. And now you're no longer a person. You're a subject. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so those words you know, hey, we ain't stopping, and this is our company philosophy, and this is what we're going to do, and we're going to keep doing this, and we're going to shove it down the throats of, of the gun grabbers and all the people who want to shut us down. That's a message that I think every freedom-loving American, whether they, they care about firearms or not, it doesn't matter. They all need to hear that. Yeah, I mean, we got we got a lot of, you know, you touch base on the gun guy thing. Like, I was going to bring it up. We have a lot of gun guys. Like, a lot of the people, like, everyone that works for me in the shop is a gun guy. Like, they love guns. Like, they love what we do, you know. And we, you know, it's, it, when we say we build freedom, we don't take that lightly. Like, we, this is what we do. Like, this is who we are. We're going to build the ever-living shit out of freedom every single day. That's what we do. We're going to come in. We're going to give, you know, we're going to do everything we can to do right by the customer, do right by the company and build freedom. Like that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Now, I'm going to step into, so I don't like to step into politics, but we brought up COVID and I've, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had because I, I deal, part of my title is consumer relations manager. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had. People get angry. They start send a message on Facebook, on our PSA forum, on air15.com, on any calling in and stuff. And I'll call a person and just talk to them and just, just reason with them. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had. They're like, well, you shoot me the pistol, but doesn't have the magazines. And I'm not getting, you know, New York, California, where I'm like, okay. And it happened during COVID and I'm, and, and just having to explain to them, that, uh, you know, I was like, well, do you like wearing a mask in that particular, you know, where you're at? I'm like, no, I hate it. It's really, it's the stupidest thing in the world. I'm like, well, the same people that are deciding that you have to wear masks through a different process have decided that you can't have that 15 round magazine. It has to be 10 and there's nothing we can do about it. It's the law. Just like it's the law, you have to wear a stupid mask. No, not technically not law, but it, these people, I, I had countless right. hour, hour plus long discussions with people who are across the political lines. I'm personally, I lean a little bit more towards libertarian, um, but people in Demo- democratic side that uh, I, I told him, I said, next time uh, elections come around, think about this discussion as far as me, as far as uh, what you can and you them deciding what you can and can't have, instead of saying, you know what, if you want a 15 round mag, go ahead and buy it. If you don't request 10 round mags, instead of that, they said they decided, what you can and can't have. And I said, keep that in mind when you go and vote next time. So it's having those discussions one person at a time. It's been really interesting and eye-opening. For sure. For sure. Yeah, 100%, man. And, you know, that they, it's it's just like with the the, uh, assault weapons ban that is passed in Illinois. Yeah. Which they admit. You know, the Democrats openly admit I've, I've got a lot of great folks uh, in Illinois, the largest gun club in Illinois. I did a class for them 
uh, uh, last year, last not this this past October, but the one before, and uh, an incredible group of folks, and uh, you know, huge, huge gun club, and you know, they they're. Yeah. Um, Oh, 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 so they, they have a lot of connections with the NRA and, and uh, specifically with the ILA and, you know, they, they're, they're exploring what their options are. But the thing is, is that they, the, the state of Illinois, the majority that passed this and rammed this through in their lame duck session, right? We have to point that out too in the lame duck session of Congress, they blatantly said, we know that this is not going to have any impact on crime. We just want this done. Yeah, they're taking yeah, they're, they're they're taking people's freedoms, you know. Yeah, I mean, we have, Illinois is a big. I mean, there's a lot of customers that we have that are in Illinois. I mean, yeah. it's a big, it's a it's a pretty big market. I mean, it's a big market to just. I mean, it was like a stroke of a pen, man. It was a stroke of a you pen. It was, it was bullshit. And, and on that note, like with Oregon, because I have a lot of folks that live in Oregon too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, you know, when I go out to the West Coast. I have a, you know, usually when I go out West and, and teach a class, I'll normally have between uh, 20 and 30% of the class comes from Oregon, Oregon and Washington. And, you know, Oregon just passing a draconian law. And I love on your website, you put up that huge red banner on every, every page you go to yeah. it says, Hey, we're prioritizing sending mags to Oregon. So you know, I love yeah. that. So, so to kind of tell you like the, the other side of that, we, every, so every morning at 9am, we have our production meeting, right? When that whole thing was going down, we would pull up and run reports for customers for Oregon. And we would talk about how can we get it out faster? And we would plan our day around getting out the product to them faster and more efficient Every single morning, we looked at it twice a day, 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. We pulled the Oregon orders, we put them to the front of the line, and we were pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. And when they pushed it back a week, we kept doing it. And we did it for like, I mean, we just did it again this morning. Like, we literally pulled up the Oregon orders this morning. Every order that we have that's out there pending fulfillment for Oregon, we ran the report, submitted it, got it to the, 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 the warehouse team. They're picking it, they're shipping it right away. I mean, we're still on that avenue. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, and it that's that puts you guys very much on the front line of freedom. Yep. You know, that that's the way that I see it. That that's the way, you know, I, I tell everybody this, that is the front line of freedom. That that's the fight that we're in. Like, yep. you know, it, it, it's and, and you you see it. You know, you, you see the companies that that are actively engaged in that fight, and then you see the other ones that are kind of just, well, we we just manufacture firearms. We'll sell them to who we can and you know, who, who we can't, well, we'll just kind of hang you out to dry, yep. you know, and, and we've seen it in, in the gun community. They know it. They recognize it. They know it. And I think that's what above all else, above all the, the innovation of, of your products, of the, the weapons that you have put out and just some of the, the coolest products on the market, bar none. But the fact that you are actively engaged in that fight for liberty I think, in, in my opinion, that's why it's it's so important to watch you succeed and to watch your company grow the, the way that it has and the trajectory that it has. Man, you know, for from me as a shooter, as a trainer, and a guy that loves this country and, and loves freedom, I can't thank you guys enough for what you do. 
and the unimaginable heat that you probably draw from the legal side of probably, you know, these anti-gun states that they want to come after you. They want to come after you. And you're just out there. You're like, nah, you know what? We're in a fight and we're going to keep doing it. And this is what we're doing. And this is what we stand for. And, and it is American liberty. It is American freedom. Plain and simple. Yep. Well, there's a reason why the Liberator pistol is hanging up in uh, Jamin's office. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. You know, uh, closing out the hour, this has been it, – it, it's always when, – when you look at the clock and, and you're like, man, wow, where did an hour go? This, this is insane. But, but closing out the hour, any final things that you guys want to offer – gun community out there any final words for this podcast floor is yours Josiah I'll go after you all right um we got a lot of you know we could I could drone on about freedom but you guys know where we stand on that um we uh we we're going to continue putting re you know reasonably and low low cost but high quality firearms out L be on the lookout for SHOT Show and videos coming from SHOT Show. You're going to see some cool stuff. And uh, thank you for having us on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Josiah said it. I mean, listen, 2023 for PSA is going to be a big deal. We're not, we're not sitting around. We're not waiting around. We're not getting stagnant. We're pushing the envelope. We're, we're coming to the forefront. We're working on new ideas every single day. Uh, we got a lot of good people that work for us, uh, you know, we're building freedom every day and we're going to try and keep doing that. And we're going to keep doing that by having different options and new guns and new things. We're also going to be bringing back some old stuff too. So uh, be on the lookout for that. So uh, we got some really cool stuff coming, but yeah, pay attention to shot show guys. You know, thank you again for the podcast. Um, yeah, like I said, we're, we're, we're going to be on the forefront in 2023. We're coming. Like, you know, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. We're coming. I love it. I love it. With a Conor McGregor quote. I love it. Oh, man. Guys, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you for everything that you do for the firearms community, for what you're doing for America right now. I think we're, we're living in some very interesting times, if not historic times, and, and you guys are right there on the bleeding edge of it. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank right. you. Thank you. And... For everybody else, for the audience, I hope that you got a heck of a lot out of this. I know I certainly did um, and, and covered so, so much ground. God bless. Don't get black-pilled. You are very much actively engaged in the fight for American liberty. This is NC Scout. Out. Back away!